When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As any experienced parent will tell you, the newborn days of putting your baby on a playmat and knowing they'll stay there don't last long. Pretty soon, they'll be following you around the house and getting into anything and everything. So you'll need to make sure their environment is safe. So when should you start baby-proofing your home? And for how long do you need to do it? What products are best? And what are an expert's best tips? The answer to these questions and more on this episode of Newbies. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new moms through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross. I am a mom to a four-year-old boy and a baby girl, and we've got a great show today talking about baby-proofing your home. Now, before we get started, I wanted to say that I would love for all of you listening to come join the fun over at our new membership club called Mighty Moms. That's where we let you all know about upcoming recordings and other new mommy media events. You can also connect with other moms in your same stage of parenting and continue the discussion of topics we cover here on the show. And did I mention the best part? It's totally free to join. So simply go to our website, newmommymedia.com and click become a mighty mom to sign up. We also have a weekly newsletter that you can sign up for on our website. And of course, your best way to stay updated with our content is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app of choice. My guests today are Peter Karen, owner of Foresight Childproofing, and Rachel Morgan Catero. She's an editor and writer who's written on this topic. So thank you both so much for being here. I'll let you introduce yourselves to our listeners. So tell us about you and your families to start with. Peter, do you want to kick us off? Be happy to. Thank you for having me. I have three children who are now are out of the house and I'm a very good empty nester, but uh, I have boy, girl, boy, and they uh, made for interesting years. I started Foresight Childproofing over 20 years ago and a couple years after that, I added Lifesaver Pool Fence so we could protect children around pools as well. I've had the opportunity to travel the world, working with groups on the topics of child safety. I've helped companies develop some product lines. And currently, I'm the president of the International Association for Child Safety group of child proofers from around the globe. So that's uh, that's about who I am professionally. Awesome. I cannot wait to hear more. That sounds like such an exciting life. <laughs> Rachel, what about you? Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me. I am a freelance writer and editor. I've been freelance for about the past five years and been in the finance and parenting writing space for about the last decade. I have two children, both boys, ages three and five. So I'm very well versed in the uh, sphere of baby proofing. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you were first baby proofing your house, how did you go about learning when to do it, how to do it, what items you should use, etc.? 
Well, I did what any quote-unquote old millennial would do, and I took to the internet. I Googled and I read articles, and you know what struck me was just the mass of information and the just sheer number of products that you could use for baby proofing. And it's really tough to know um, what is necessary and what is is overkill. And I think that's with my first, that's really where I found myself trying to negate every single physical risk within my home. And uh, yeah, I had a, I had a few, quite a few Amazon deliveries that, that year. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same could be said for me right now. <laughs> well, we are going to take a quick break and then continue our conversation on baby proofing with Peter. So stay tuned, everyone. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on Newbies, we're talking about baby proofing, and you've already met our expert, Peter Karen with Foresight Childproofing. Peter, how did you get into baby proofing as a career, and why are you passionate about this? Well, I started out, I was a stay-at-home father, and I'm uh, the type of person who can, you know, fix a car, build a deck, uh, you know, take apart a computer and fix it. There's not much I can't, you know, fix or tend to mechanically, and it was a struggle childproofing my own house as I explored it with my first child who was born in the mid nineties. And I realized very quickly, if I'm struggling with this, I could only imagine what most everybody else was doing. And the products were, you know, were dubious and the instructions weren't always great. So there was kind of a see a need, fill a need. And that's what led me to uh, start childproofing. Yeah. Well, do you have statistics or information you can share with us about why baby proofing is so important? Well, I, one of the things I want to get out is it is the safest time to be a child in the history of this country. If there's really good news to be had and seen all over, it's not conjecture when we talk about child safety. It started with CHOP, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, back in the late 1970s, somebody in the Air Department get the idea to start tracking why children keep coming into the ER. Well, pretty quickly, hospitals around the country adopted this strategy, and now we have decades of data that show childhood injuries follow some pretty distinct and predictable trends. And the, as good as the news is from the, just the pure statistics, over 50% of childhood injuries from when, let me back up, from when most new parents were born, Childhood injuries have dropped over 50%. That being said, they're still the number one, unintentional injury is still the number one cause of death amongst you know, children in the U.S. There is good news to be had, but they're unintentional. It's they're preventable. That's really what comes down to is these are preventable injuries, and it's often easier to accomplish than what people may think. So when should parents start baby-proofing, like, do you need to do it day one when you have a newborn? Should you wait until your baby's crawling or walking? What items do you start with? Like, how do you get started? Great question. Great question. So one of the things I, I'll get calls from expectant parents and 
some of the earliest things you can do even before the child's born is you can adjust your hot water. You know, that way when you bring the your newborn home, you already have the water set to between 110 and 120 degrees. You can make sure you have functioning carbon monoxide smoke detectors. These are simple things which you can do in advance. But when it comes to the traditional concept of childproofing, kind of the gates and latches and aspect of it, it's typically between six to 10 months, but it also depends on the development of the child. The general thing, I most children, and we're not going to paint all families and all children with the same brush, but most kids get up on all fours and they kind of start rocking back and forth. That's a precursor to crawling. And the funny part about it is most kids start crawling backwards before they go forwards. So I always tell people when they call, if your child's starting to crawl backwards, yeah, it's it's time to really uh, <laughs> take a look around the house. Mm-hmm. What is a common thing that you see parents forget about when baby-proofing their home? Or maybe some common mistakes that you see in this area? One of the most common things I see are people who try to hack safety. Hair ties are not designed to keep cabinets secure. Uh, pool noodles are not, should never be used as a safety device, you know, duct taped onto somebody's table. They try to shortcut some things. Uh, that's, a, that's a very common thing I see. And what, and this is true of all of us, especially first time parents. When we became parents, none of us knew what we were doing. <laughs> and it's a real, uh, it's the epitome of, you know, on the go learning. And what I don't think people identify is the development that their child is going to get taller, faster, stronger, and smarter by the day. And it's fascinating development. But the reality is we as parents, we've been pretty static for decades. Our world and how we relate to it hasn't changed. Whereas our child's world changes weekly. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this is your field. So I get this may be a little bit biased and that's okay. But in your view, why is it important to enlist the help of a professional and how can professionals help you? I mean, I know you mentioned that you're a pretty handy guy, but you were still struggling when it was time for you to baby proof. So I'm curious what that interaction now with clients looks like and how you help. Certainly. Well, I would say one of the one of the most important benefits to enlisting a professional, and it's not needed, it's not mandatory, but it can be very helpful and make the process a lot smoother, is it was said earlier, you go on Amazon and you can see dozens and dozens of products with reviews from people who may or may not have similar cabinetry or homes to yours. They Some of the reviews aren't even valid, to be honest. And it's a blind guess as to what you're going to buy. So, a professional child proofer helps eliminate that trial and error process. I, you know, it's we work with manufacturers. I've helped personally. I've helped two companies develop product lines. I know those products which are going to meet your needs today, tomorrow, and years down the road. And for me, with my three children, the gate at the top of our stairs was up for nine years. It, it needed to be the correct gate installed, you know, installed into the stud and done right. So we'd meet our need. There are things you can do and buy that might seem adequate for that eight, nine, 10 month old crawler that are tremendously inadequate for an upset 18 month old or two year old. Talk to me about anchoring 
uh, furniture to the walls. That's something that, you know, we hear about these recalls from Ikea or different companies, these furniture that have fallen on kids and actually injured them or, or killed them. And then there was kind of this rise of like, oh, well, you have to anchor your furniture. But I don't know that that's something that's always been done. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So furniture injuries is kind of a unique category when we talk about child safety, whereas the majority of the child-proofing efforts you're going to make really start to ebb by the time your child's four years old. Whereas furniture injuries are unique in that they continue through age seven, and it is right and appropriate for a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old to be playing by themselves. They're no longer in a crib, but that doesn't mean that five-year-old doesn't that, that five-year-old understands better yet the, the effect of if they pull out that bottom drawer in their dresser to climb up to reach something. They're a little bit taller and stronger and they're you know, not in the, in the sight of parents. So furniture uh, securing is a very important aspect. When it comes to securing furniture, the biggest obstacles I see are people are always hesitant to put a screw or to drill into anything. And it can be done in ways that diminish the value or the beauty of a piece of furniture, but nothing's more beautiful than our children, of course. And to be done correctly, you want to make sure you're attaching to a stud in the wall. So with that, I always recommend a furniture strap that is metal brackets and a nylon web belt. And that's a a way that you can uh, secure it and it allows for flexibility should you need to move the piece of furniture or child drops something behind from the changing table drops behind, you can get access to it and resecure the piece of furniture. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this important info. We're going to take another quick break and then bring Rachel back into the discussion. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We are continuing our discussion with Peter Karen of Foresight, Foresight Childproofing and our mom guest, Rachel. Rachel, you had an article for the Every Mom on how much baby proofing is too much. So tell us about that and what conclusion you came to. Yes. Um, you know, something that Peter said earlier really stuck with me um, that you know, now is the safest time in history to be a child. And I really think that speaks to our parenting approach. Um, at least for me personally, it was very important that I separate my own anxieties about my child getting injured versus what was actually necessary in terms of baby proofing. Um, There were some things for us that were non-negotiable, anchoring furniture to the walls, keeping cleaning supplies behind a locked cabinet door. But 
other things that maybe weren't so necessary. And I think that is definitely something that is a product of parenting with the internet and with the online mommy groups and just the plethora of information that's out there. And it's really tough to kind of sort through and figure out what you need to do and what may be overkill. Well, I'll let you start this uh, answer. What are some of your favorite baby proofing items or specific products? And Peter, I'd love to hear from you as well. So number one, the anchors for the furniture, the metal brackets with the, I actually use the ones with the metal ropes that you can unscrew and screw back on because inevitably your kid is going to drop something behind the dresser (laughs) and you may or may not be able to get it back. And I actually use just the very standard front of the cabinet locks that keeps the two handles together. And you can see it on the outside. It's not pretty. But I have two children and they're two boys. My house is not always pretty and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Neither (laughs) is mine. (laughs) And as far as baby proofing, um, in our house, that is really it. We do not have stairs. So that's something that was taken off our plate and we do not have a pool. And those are two of the other biggest things that would be non-negotiables for me is securing the stairway and securing access to the pool. Peter, when, uh, real quick, I'm going <laughs> to ask you another question here. And then I totally want to get to your favorite items or products. But with stairs, is it important to do the bottom and the top? I've seen some families just do one or the other. So I'm curious to get your thoughts there. Absolutely. And you want to secure the bottom and the top in incorrect ways, which we can talk about a mounted gate and the benefits of that as opposed to people's attempt at using pressure gates. But yeah, to, please do. To latch, to put a gate top of the stairs and not the bottom, it's kind of like locking the front door but leaving the back door open. Is child's going to, if they find their way up the stairs, now they have to turn around at the top of the stairs and try to find their way back down. It's a distinction without much, much of a difference. It's kind of a half effort if you only do the top. And every once in a while, I hear people say, well, I want my, uh, I want to teach them how to climb stairs. Well, you can always open the gate. All my kids learned how to climb stairs and they're very uh, functional adults <laughs> without having been diminished in any way. And then with gates, you do absolutely want to use a mounted gate at the top of stairs. Okay. And yeah, talk about a little bit about the difference between the mounted and the pressure gates. So pressure gates go between two surfaces and there's either a bar that you push down to create, to expand the gate into the space, or there are threaded rods at all four corners of the gate that you unscrew and the pads go out and push against the two surfaces. The hard part about this, that when it comes to stairs, people will use this type of gate at the top and most of them have doors which swing both directions, which you never want a gate to open to the stairs. Secondly, there's a threshold that you have to step over. As we climb stairs, we don't think about it because the rise and run of the stairs is uniform from step to step to step. Now you get to the top of the stairs and you have this inch and a quarter bar, which is right where your natural footfall would be at the top of the steps. So coming and going through those stairs, it presents a tripping hazard you'll oftentimes have to stride a little bit longer than you naturally would. And you don't want to be carrying a child. You don't want, you know, children trying to find their way through this as well. The opening is more narrow 
where it's a mounted gate, the opening is complete width of the stairs, so it allows for the most natural use of the steps. And it's more secure because you're attaching the studs in the wall. Okay, so do you have any other favorite products or types of products that you want to share? I'm a big fan that you don't have to paint with a broad brush through the entire home. You can identify areas that are safe, neutral, and off limits. And so by doing that, there's a wonderful, uh, it's called a top door lock. Safety Innovations is the name of the company. It just, it's wonderful, especially since COVID hit with so many people home officing. Home offices present a challenge, not just for safety, but the last thing we want our kids doing is you know, playing around the computers and files. And so the top door lock works like a charm. That's one of my favorites. I'm a big advocate of the magnetic cabinet latches, whereas... It was mentioned there the exterior latches. I like functional things that I don't have to think about. The easier the steps we take to childproof our home are to live with, the more, con- the more consistently they're used, and that just benefits everybody. It's less stressful for the parents. Nobody forgets to have to latch something when it automatically shuts. And the magnetic cabin locks, they completely deny access, so there is no opening it a little bit and getting your hands in. There is no forgetting to, you know, having it hanging off one knob. And you can use it on doors and drawers throughout the kitchen, throughout the, whether it be a bathroom, you can be selective where you want them. And the one benefit is they can be turned on and off. So there's a couple of wonderful uh, magnetic latch options out there on the market. And they are provide great safety and great function. Okay. So at what age is it safe to take down all this stuff? All the baby gates, outlet covers, etc. And I know, Rachel, you mentioned your kids are three and five, I think, and you still have some stuff up. So <laughs> I'm just curious how long this all has to live with us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would say um, five really is the age when you can. And yes, it depends on your, your kid's personality. But five is the age where you can really trust your kids to make, quote unquote, good decisions. My five-year-old pretty much knows what he can and can't touch. He knows not to touch the stove and knows not to touch cleaning products. Um, whereas my three-year-old uh, will not hesitate to climb on the countertop and turn the water on just for fun. Um, so we'll <laughs> probably be in the land of baby-proofing for another two to three years. I do think there is a big part of it that is dependent on a child's personality. Some children are natural explorers and risk-takers, and some children just aren't. And I think not approaching baby-proofing as a broad strokes kind of task But approaching it based on your individual household and your individual child is really the best way to go. Peter, any thoughts there? Yeah, definitely. My three children, my oldest was a sedentary baby, a sedentary toddler. Now he's a sedentary physicist. (laughs) Never got got into anything. Then my daughter came along and I thought she was a wild card. Oh, my goodness. Well, 13 months after my daughter came our youngest son. And number three is why there's no number four. He was a wonderfully adorable, maniacal little boy. And anything, if it said unbreakable, his mindset was challenge accepted. <laughs> so it is can be very situational by family and by personality. And I'm as much an advocate for putting precautions in place and removing them as is appropriate for that child. Really, you start, yeah, five would certainly do it. A lot of the products will tell you that there, there's certain points in time where the child will age out of the product. But yeah, then certainly between the four to five years of age is when things start 
you know, falling by the wayside, your child does have a better grasp or that that toddler doesn't understand. They're still in magical thinking mode. These are kids who, when you cover their eyes, they think you disappeared. So we want to be careful about how much we uh, assume of their understanding and knowledge. Yeah, by four into the fifth year, by all means, things really drop by the wayside. Rachel, I know you're a couple years removed from those baby years, but I'm curious if there was any sort of baby-proofing product that you traveled with when you would travel as a family. Um, I know we've been traveling a lot this summer and I bring the outlet covers with me, but I'm curious if you also had any recommendations for something like that. Yes. um, You know, we travel quite a bit with our boys. We have family out of town and we like to show them the world. One thing I've run into with hotels is nearly every hotel has a balcony. And with two small children and all sleeping in the same room, it can be very nerve-wracking as a mom to just lock the door. My kids know how to unlock those doors and 30 seconds or less. So I actually found a door alarm that you can affix to the slider in the hotel room that beeps pretty loudly if it's opened. Granted, that's never happened, but you really can't put a price on that peace of mind, knowing that your child is safe when you're traveling in, in an unfamiliar environment and, you know, you're sleep deprived, your kid is sleep deprived. It just makes the whole experience of traveling with young kids a little bit easier. That's a great idea. I have not heard of that. Peter, any suggestions for things that you can take on the road? So with that, obviously, you can pack up some of the small electrical items. And you can be strategic when you are going back to the furniture concern. If you are, for us, we have three kids under the age of four, and it's hard to keep them all in line as such. But you can take a dresser and turn it 180 degrees around. Most people aren't using a dresser in a hotel. So if you turn it around so the drawers are facing the wall, the children don't have the ability to pull the drawers out and change the center of gravity. So that greatly increases the safety there. There are a number of things to secure the door. Nice thing is a lot of hotel locks are are a bit higher up, but there are things for personal safety and can be used for child safety to keep the door secure. As well, you can move furniture in such a manner to block access to patio doors. Yeah. Those are great ideas. Well, Peter, any last thoughts as we close our discussion today? Yes, we want to be aware as parents that the reality is our adult world's designed around convenience. And as we all know on this call and parents all around, there's never been a convenient baby or toddler or child. And so we want to find a way that embraces the adult use, function, and quiet enjoyment of the home while partnering that with safety. Candidly, gates are the necessary evil of childproofing. Nobody's ever upset the day the gates go away. But the benefit they serve far exceeds any minor inconvenience. And know that our children are very different people than we are and how they relate to the world. It changes, as I mentioned earlier, they get taller, faster, stronger, and smarter. And the things we take for granted are very different than how they can affect our child. Simple things like Smoke detectors in a home can't be relied to wake a child from sleep till they're 16 years old. Their auditory processing is different. Our children's skin is thinner, so they burn more easily. That's why we want to adjust our hot water down. And just cognitively, they're working through a lot of development. It's fascinating, but uh, it's worth uh, you know, you know, buckling up and providing safety for them and at the same time, peace of mind for us as parents. You mentioned you were part of an organization of professionals. Where can people find out more information about finding a professional in their area to help out with this? 
there's a wonderful website, childproofingexperts.com has links to certified professional child proofers throughout North America. It also has resources, as we talked about earlier, about how to secure furniture. There's videos. It's a, it's a wonderful go-to site for anybody looking for additional information or help when it comes to childproofing their home. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for all of this helpful information. And thank you, Rachel, as well for joining us. Be sure to check out Peter's website at childproofhome.com. Also check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes, plus videos and more. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.